Hello and welcome to Casual Interviews. I am your host, Corey Adam, and today I have a special guest. Introduce yourself, Cyanide Sin. Hi, it's so nice to be here. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. Well, I see that you have a busy life with things. (laughs) We're looking at games, books, arts, and crafts. So who are you and what got you started? So I basically, you know, I got started on quite a few, like, looking back now, they're kind of like cringy games. One of the first real games that I actually started playing, like, on the regular was Feral Heart. Basically, you get to be like a lion or a wolf or something. You just run around and interact with other people. (laughs) Nice. I actually made a character that looked like Clopin from Disney's Hunchback of Notre Dame. I love that character. He's just so chaotic and fun. Agreed. I really enjoyed World of Warcraft. I pretty much made one character on like every race I could just because I really wanted to like experience all of them. Well, I am a very big World of Warcraft person, so you've got my interest on that. Oh, yeah. I actually really loved the Worgen. was probably one of my favorites. It was just, it's so cool and interesting because, you know, they make me think of werewolves, like lichens and stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's that's really awesome. (laughs) That's exactly why I am a Worgen. PC died. So, I got an Alienware PC tower for free, and then one day when I went to turn it on, it just, it kept making sounds like it was trying to boot. It never did anything on the screen, so yeah, my PC just went kaput. Whenever you get that back up and running, let me know and we can run some Morgan. Legit. My uh, my girlfriend will probably, well, my friend uh, will probably join us because we really loved being wargans and running around and questing together. Well, I my guild is actually on Scenarian server and it is called Casual Wargan. Nice. To match the name of the podcast and everything. And uh, I'm the guild master. So you are always welcome to do wargan things. Awesome. I love, you know, them Morgan shenanigans. I like if if you didn't catch this, and it may only be male Morgan, but one thing I like to do is if you run in Morgan form and hit Moonfire if you're a druid or just a basic, you attack anything, but don't stop, you will actually go into a front flip somersault. Nice. I don't think we got to see that. Yeah, I do it all the time. I run, will attack things, but don't stop. And then it looks like you do a front flip somersault. It's pretty sick. That's awesome. Male Morgan trick. (laughs) I play a lot on my Switch. Um, Obviously, I play Pokemon. I love Stardew Valley. I love that game. It's just so fun to do all the different things and to try and like figure out, do you want to just make a bunch of money and pay to fix things? Do you actually want to try and catch all the fish and stuff that you need to take to the community center? So that's a game that I really do enjoy. Okay, well, I've never heard of that game, so why don't you give me a little intro into it? 
Okay, so basically it's um, a farming game. When you start, you pick, you know, your gender, how you want to look, uh, what color your hair and your eyes are. Say if you like cats or dogs, the most important thing is like you give them a favorite thing, like something that you love the taste of. Uh, I usually do strawberries because I love strawberries. And you pick what kind of house that you want. You can do like basic, you can have it up in like the mountains, you can have it near like a pond. It just depends on what you want to focus more on as you start to grow your farm. And like one of the first tasks that you get is that you have to grow some parsnips. So you get those for free and you start doing that. You have to do things like build a scarecrow to keep the birds away so they don't steal your crops because that's super annoying. You got to clear your farmland, uh, chop down trees, get rid of all of the big rocks. Then you move on to like animals and things like that. And you can go to the community center. And like I said, you can choose to find things like there's certain things that you need to complete like bundles that you need to complete and that will help restore the community center or you can just convince the mayor to sell it to joja mart and then you just pay money to joja mart to fix things and they basically turn the community center into a giant storage area that is awesome. So it's like a farming simulator. Yes. And you actually inherit the farm from your grandpa. You're basically working like a dead end, like corporate office job. And he passes away and sends you a letter. And when you read it, he's like, you should go to this place. It's really great. And you basically just like go and live your farm dreams. Nice. Oh yeah, it's so fun. You can also like spend time like talking to the townspeople. You can find out what their favorite thing is and you can gift that thing to them to like increase your friendship hearts. And once you start getting to a certain point, a certain number of hearts, you can choose to be romantically interested with that person and you just grow very close to them. And you can even get married, have kids in the game. You can even get divorced. That's something that is, is pretty interesting. Like you don't see that, I feel, in a lot of games. No, you do not. So it is an entire world. That is pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. It's, like I said, it's super fun. And I think the part that I enjoy the most is, you know, there is a homeless man named, I think his name is Leonard. And he's just happy with just about anything that you choose to give him. Like, I'll give him, like, a fish that I caught or, like, a berry that I foraged. And he's just so grateful. And I feel like it helps teach you that, you know, kindness kindness doesn't cost you anything because even the smallest thing that you can give to another person can always bring the most joy. Exactly. That's actually one of the reasons I do these interviews because we get to give each other something. Oh, yeah. I will be doing promotional information once we're done. I'll be collecting promotional information if you have a shop or you sell anything, and all that will be attached. Oh, I, I wish. I basically, 
I'm not used to being recognized for my art. I actually had a friend who asked if I read a certain series of books, and I cannot recall for the life of me. I think it's The Ranger's Apprentice. I have not read that yet, and I plan to. But he had asked me, he was like, hey, I want to commission you for something. And I just sat there and I stared at him. And he goes, are you not taking commissions? I was like, no one's ever offered to pay me before. Well, we got to fix that. What would your pen name be? My pen name is probably, would probably be Cyanide Sin. I have a DeviantArt, but I haven't posted anything to that for a hot minute. We will definitely throw that up though, though. I kind of want to start like an Etsy shop, but mainly the crafts that I do is... I do drawings, regular like 2D art. Usually you just use pen and paper, pencil and paper, things like that. Because I don't have a computer, I don't really do digital art that much. And I crochet. So nice. Mainly make a lot of blankets. <laughs> hey, you got to get your side hustle on. It is 2022. Everyone's got to have a hustle. Oh, yeah. And um, I'm working on a. Uh, like sleeping mat made of recycled like upcycled plastic bags so basically i cut the bag into strips i can then just loop them all together and make what's called plarn plastic yarn and then i just crochet that as i would a blanket And what is the purpose of these? So the idea came to me from my boyfriend. He used to work for a hospital and they were doing it in order to donate them to the homeless community because, you know, sometimes they need something comfy to bed down on. Blankets get dirty. They get waterlogged if it's raining. Bugs can infest them. And then that's just something that's, you know... I wouldn't want to lay on that, so why should I expect another human being to live like that? So this is a clean, better alternative. It helps cut down on the waste of plastic bags, and it gives them something that's comfortable, yet they can easily wash or rinse off should they need to. So it's highly resilient and reusable. Oh, yes. And it's basically like... Like the consistency of thinner yoga mat or like a sleeping mat. I really like that idea, actually. That's something you could really pop off. Yeah, like I said, I got the idea from the hospital in the area. And so, you know, with as many plastic bags that are floating around, it's a super easy, you know, alternative. Like I'm, I'm making one... Because, you know, my, my boyfriend wants one so that we can use it for camping. And it's, you know, it's inexpensive. It's a great way to give back to the environment by taking a lot of that waste out. And, like, anybody that crochets can do it. And you can find it online. It's just, it's nice. It is. It really is. And it can benefit so many people so cheaply. I don't see why people wouldn't be interested in that. Oh, yeah. Another thing that a lot of people do um, is you can make hats and scarves. And if you have the skill, you can make like mittens, which I tried and they just look like a really messed up pair of socks. <laughs> They're sad. I'm not 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 my proudest moment, but I made them. <laughs> you can make those if you have like 
extra time, extra yarn, and you just don't know what to do with that like skein of yarn that you bought like three months ago that you just don't know why you bought it, but it's here. You can make like hats or scarves or mittens and donate them to your local homeless shelter and they can give them to people that really need it in the winter. See, that is what this is all about. Helping out other people. I love it. Oh yeah. I actually, I actually did do that. There was a homeless guy that was around like on the West side out by the mall. And I gave him this hat and this scarf and he said, you don't have to take it if you don't want to, but I did make this. And if you want it, you're welcome to have it. And he was so grateful. He was like, I don't have a hat and I've never had a scarf. And I was like, well, you're more than welcome to keep these. I don't want anything in return. Well, my Nana always said to be the good that you want to see in the world. Amen to that. <laughs> so I try to live, I try to live every day like, you know, I'm making my Nana proud. That is exactly what this is about. So say that we are going to get your information out there. So say one or two people listen, they pick up on this idea and they really like it. Is there an email address that I can post? onto this interview for people to get a hold of you for any of the deviant arts or for information to acquire these blankets and materials oh sure just uh make sure that they put what they want in the in like the subject line okay. otherwise i'll be very confused <laughs> it, it's basically it's c e c like charlie echo charlie got it um zero four two nine nine one at gmail so another thing uh is there any more of the arts or crafts that you do that you want to get out um i mean i i used to write a lot of poetry you can find that on the deviantart a lot of that is expressing um a lot of what i felt before i really got like help with my depression and everything like that. It's really hard to talk about, especially when you have certain problems like I do. Well, you don't have to get into anything like that if you don't want, if you don't wish to. Uh, no, I mean, it's just something that, you know, not a lot of people want to hear about it. And then they get confused because they don't understand. So I'm, I'm kind of used to explaining it because there was a poem that I found a very long time ago and it was a poem about self-harm which was something that I have struggled with for a very long time and it says you will never understand self-harm unless you have gone through it too that is deep see one thing that we have discussed on this podcast multiple times I am diagnosed with PTSD depression and anxiety so we, I have done an episode about that, and it is something we've talked about before to try and get it. You're not asking or talking about it because you want to know that you have these issues. It's about helping other people with the issues because it's a taboo subject. It's something that people try to hide from real life, mm -hmm. and people that don't understand have no one to go to for help because asking for help is the hardest step. Oh, yeah. So I actually uh, suffer from something called passive suicidal ideation. That basically means that I always want to die, but I 
don't really want to die because I don't have a plan. It's just that living is very hard, so that seems like an easier thing to deal with. And I have felt like that for years. And then finally back in like 2016, 20, 2014, somewhere around there, I finally was able to really open up to my mom and talk to her about this. And she was like, I had no idea you were feeling like this. Why didn't you tell me? And I was just honest. I was like, I was so scared that if I talk to anybody about this and how I feel that they're just going to throw me in the psych ward because, because essentially I want to die. And she was like, no, I won't let that happen. So I finally went and I broke down and I talked to my doctor about it. And he was so understanding. Like it was such a relief. He was like, I'm not going to just write you off like that. Like, you're here. You obviously want help. That was the best thing that I could have done. So I'm being treated for depression and anxiety because a lot of my thoughts stem from that. I haven't harmed myself in like seven years. So I'm doing, I'm doing okay. (laughs) That is good to hear. So I, I just think it's important People that harm themselves, you know, personally, I was, I was a cutter. Everybody harms themselves differently. Some of it is with self-destructive behavior. Some of it is with self-harming. I always like to let people know you're not alone. Like, I'm here, and I know that the scars that you have are because, not because you are looking for attention or you want someone to pay attention to you and think, oh, poor you, poor you, oh, you must want the attention, you know, you're so needy. No, it's because we were hurting so much and we just couldn't let it out in a healthy way. And then, you know, you just, you use it to cope. And then it's just, it's an endless cycle. You start feeling real down, you do it, you feel good, the endorphins are flowing, and then you feel guilty about what you just did. And the problem is, if you do it, there is no coming back. No, because you, I I don't care what anybody says, I did get addicted to the endorphins. Because it didn't even have to be that deep. But it was enough that I was like, I felt good. It was like a drug. That's scary. It was. And I opened up to my mom about that as well, because not by choice exactly. She found a note that I had wrote to someone because she was going to write a letter. So she just grabbed a random notebook that was laying in the living room and she happened to open it to that page. Well, then that was meant to be. Oh, yeah. She she didn't even push it. She didn't even push it. She just said, I read this. I don't think I was meant to, and I am sorry. So I took the page and I ripped it up and I just went to my room and I just sat there. I sat there and I really thought about it. And then I finally went back out into the living room and I sat down in front of her and I told her that I wanted to talk about what she just read. So I'm so open with my family. I'm not alone. Most of my, as, as with some people, depression runs in my family. So we can always talk about how we're feeling and stuff like that. 
that's outstanding that you have a support group. You you can never have enough support. For me, it's really nice to have, like, my friends are amazing. I love my friends. My friends are my family. But being able to be open with my family also is super great because that just deepens our relationship. That is really good. So, essentially, you get, you have a great support system to help you with this. Oh, yeah. And I am willing to be anybody's support system. You want to talk about how you feel. You want to talk about how, you know, it just feels like you're drowning in these emotions and you can't talk to anybody close to you because they just don't understand. I am here. We'll talk. Email me. We'll chat. I'm here. Open door policy. Open door. Because I want to be the support. I want to be what I have for other people. I agree. And that's essentially why I do what I do. We offer the exact same thing. So this turned out to be a, a lot more important than most people would think it think it is. That is a big deal, especially right now. It It is hard out. I mean, it's getting to where people can't afford gas just to get to work. People have been losing everything for the last couple of years with this coronavirus and that seems like something that people really really need right now is everything that you're offering like i said i just want i just want to be there for somebody because i know what it's like to not have anybody and it's 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 scary it's dark you feel like you have no one you feel like you have nothing you feel like you are nothing and that is not the case i have to admit i've been there myself i feel like we all have and mental health is something that we can't just shy away from we need to be there for one another because you know we're not nothing i can definitely agree i can definitely agree with all that so just 30 minutes out of out of your time and we have this amazing description and information that nobody would know if we didn't take this time out so i think that this was a great interview um and we definitely will get all this information out there so in closing is there anything else that you would want to bring any other information that you would love to have in this episode? The only other thing that I have is if you are feeling hopeless, if you are feeling helpless, if you feel like you absolutely don't have anybody, you can reach out to the Suicide Prevention Hotline. It's part of the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and Awareness. They are just a compassionate group of people that just, you know, want to be there to help you. And that number is 1-800-273-8255. Okay, and again, that hotline number is 1-800-273-8255. And there's always someone there to help. Well, Cyanide Sin, this was a great interview. And for all the fans, I am Casual Morgan. And say farewell. All right, thank you so much for having me. I hope everybody has a wonderful day. And that is it. Peace out.